there everybody it is whatsoever is true we're back again i'm your host jason coral and uh, this is the mike tyson of podcasts we're walking into the ring no socks you know no robe no all of that gallantry all that stuff we're just going right to business we're getting right down to business and uh we're, we're, we're jumping in the ring so here we go mask the mask issue in america blowing up everywhere and let's discuss that. First of all, is our mask mandates biblical? Is it biblical to have a government mandate for mask wearing? The answer for that, short answer, no. A second question is, should you wear one? And what should you think about it, again, biblically? Uh, that's the second question. Uh, I'll, I'll get into that. Let's first, let's first talk about the biblical issue on government. Number one. And I love subjects like the questions like this because it helps us to look at scripture. If you haven't listened to other podcasts, then, then uh, it just suffices to say that anytime a question comes up, the Christian needs to automatically think, well, what does the scripture say? What is the biblical principle? Because you're not going to find something in, in Genesis 51. Um, I know we're making a joke here, okay, that... All right, uh, Jason, wear a mask in 2020 in right, right, your state, so forth and so on. It's not going to do that. But there are principles that apply to the situation. The, the, the Bible is a divine set of principles, guys. So the divine set of principles give us a, a category for understanding the use of the state or the government. The first thing to understand about it is that the state is God's servant. Right? In the New Testament era, the state is God's servant. The civil magistrate or the authorities are not moral free agents. Now, some Christians are very happy to say, quoting Peter and quoting Romans and saying, oh, you have to obey all, you know, all authority. And what they miss in this case is that, for there are no authorities except from God. That's Romans 13, you know, that, that we shall all submit to governing authorities. We have to understand the context. Never pull out a piece of scripture and just look at it by itself. Always take the rest of scripture, put it on top of that verse, if you will, and 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 think of what the the overall context is. So, should you do you need to obey the civil message? Yes, you do. That is not the question here. If the government mandates that you have to wear a mask, then well, boys and girls wear the mask. That would be the biblical mandate. Uh, we can get into another uh, podcast about civil disobedience and so forth. That's that's a bit beyond the scope of this one. I don't have that much time, but and that's a good that's a good subject. Okay, but we're not talking about that. We're talking should they do it biblically? So the question has to be: Well, wait a minute. What is a civil magistrate? Well, thank goodness, thank God that that He answers it for us in Scripture. For the civil magistrate, the state is God's minister. For our good. He is God's avenger. And I want to be even more careful here with the definition. God's avenger carrying out his wrath on the wrongdoer. So there you have it. If if you if you look at the civil magistrate as your daddy, as your nanny, as your as your church, then you're not going to like what I have to say. The Bible never gives the civil magistrate the authority to make men and women good. That has got to be the greatest danger facing us today. And that, that falls into Marxism and, and humanism of the state being really God, having God-like pol- uh, powers. 
In this case, the Bible is clear that the civil magistrate only has authority from God to punish evildoers. And evildoers are defined in this term. This is the best definition of it, instead of taking out isolated verses. The, the context of Romans 13 and civil magistrate is really Romans 12, where after 11 chapters of, of, of great doctrine, we then meet Romans 12.1, Therefore, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for this is your, you know, your reasonable, your spiritual worship. Okay, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Uh, that by testing, and that, that's a, a, a loaded, loaded thought right there, testing. That means that we're going to come to positions like this and have to think about it carefully. It is unchristian of us to just willy-nilly assume things without submitting to the word of the Lord. So by testing, we may be able to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And then it goes into, okay, don't be haughty, associate with the lowly, uh, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Uh, and here it goes, live peaceably with all, so far as it depends on you, and then never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. Now, this is a critical distinction when we're talking about our mask mandates, biblical and, I, and I'm, my, my policy and this, my position on this is no, based on the following, that you have a right, a biblical right to defend yourself, or the, the Apostle Paul would have said, brothers never resist evil with force. And some people have taken that position, and I think that's, that's clearly unbiblical. And never avenge yourself, which means you can defend yourself. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, if there's something happened to me that I have a right for for vengeance. I need to be avenged. I shouldn't do it myself. That's the job of my civil magistrate because then God introduces him in the next chapter. Hey, remember, originally there were no uh, chapter divisions in scripture. It was just a letter. So Paul's developing the thought here. The Holy Spirit is developing the thought. And, and that's the key to understanding this. So therefore, the civil magistrate only gets involved with something if I need to be avenged for it. That's the context. See the brilliance of this? It, it, it takes away the the, the guessing game here. We don't have to guess. We just follow the principle. And the principle is simply that if I, I can obviously, if I have my, I'm sitting here with my phone and some guy comes up and he says, give me your phone, give me your phone. I can resist him. Right? I can defend myself. If he says, give me your money, give me your money, or give me your wife, or whatever it is, give me your car, anything. I can say no, and I can defend myself or my wife or my family with force if I have to. That is, that is biblical. Now, the civil magistrate, if let's say somebody steals my phone or steals my car, the civil magistrate is, is, is then to go and punish this person. That punishment could include any number of things. That's another story for another day. But uh, that's the idea. This, the, the, the citizen, as the Lord says in Romans 13, if you don't want to be in fear of him, then do what is good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. So that's the context. Okay, so are you telling me that that it is now morally justified if you're if you're going to hold the position that government governments can mandate you to wear a mask? You're you're saying that it's okay for the government, as God's avenger, to avenge somebody with force. That's what you're doing. That's what you're saying. Let's be clear. Vengeance. His mind says, the Lord, he doesn't bear the sword in vain. Read through Romans 12 and 13. The civil magistrate is going to come with force. And today, the, you know, the sword would be the principle of, of force. So 
government's going to come in with power. They're going to come in with, 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 with a gun. And you cannot disagree with the civil magistrate. Okay, that's, you can't do it. That we're having, and what's really interesting about this, really ironic in, in our day and age, our, our anti-Christian day, our, our open, rampant hostility to the will of the Lord, the word of the Lord, is that we have going on right now at the same time, people clamoring for mask mandates, and yet they don't want the police, they want to defund the police, they want a, a, a really they want to, to, if not eradicate the police force, they, they want to severely hamstring it. So on one hand, they're, 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 they want to pass more laws, which would require the police to come and interact with civilians more, citizens more. And on the other hand, they want to get rid of police. So on one hand, they're antinomian. They don't want any law, and, and, and they want complete anarchy. And, and then literally in the next breath, they're clamoring for a more totalitarian state. And that is the insanity of sin. It always plays you for a fool. You think you're being wise, claiming to be wise, they become fools. That's what sin does to you. It always does that. The way to avoid it is the fear of the Lord. In this case, remember that he's first and preeminent in all of reasoning. That is the critical distinction between a Christian mind and a non-Christian mind. All right, so again, just to clear this up, the civil magistrate enforces laws in in cases where the individual would have been justified in using force to defend themselves. That is basically the way to see it. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And so therefore, anytime you say there ought to be a law, you are saying that, first and foremost, that you are a God, that you can judge right and wrong and morality all on your own. And secondly, that that thing that you're saying ought to be against the law is worth possibly killing somebody over. Right? That's it. Right? Now, if you look at the biblical model of, of, of the civil magistrate and God's definition of it, we avoid the, the, the horrific contradictions of like kind of an anarchic libertarian view of say no police and you can't initiate force. Because let's say people get into the NAP principle, the non-aggression principle, and they'll say that you know, initiating force against somebody is a problem. And is, is a moral wrong. So if somebody attacks me and I don't defend myself and then the police go and take, technically they'd be attacking that person. Well, aren't they initiating force? Well, no, because the government is God's minister. That person committed a crime and, and God's justice demands that that person pays a price for it. Where in your, really, could you fathom that mask wearing rises to that level. And this is where we get all of these problems. You see, if we don't understand the biblical principle, we're going to swing one way or the other. We're going to go to, we're going to go to either totalitarianism, a, a, dict, a, you know, a dictator type state, or we're going to go to complete anarchy. That's one of the two ways you're going to go. Because those are the two extremes that you keep running back and forth to when you when you start from a premise that God didn't really say. Okay, so no, that that is why government cannot does not have biblical authority to mandate that people wear masks. Now, is mask wearing a good idea to fight COVID nineteen? Um, well, I think this is where we're going to get into the next question of. Is a Christian justified in telling someone who, who doesn't want to wear a mask or refuses to wear one 
if there's if there's no if there's no scripture, I'm sorry, if there's no government mandate that you have to wear a mask, and, and some states have refused to do that, so there is some discrepancies out there, there's some confusion of whether or not it's a Christian thing to do to wear a mask, because the scientific community is telling you to wear a mask. Um, all right. First and foremost, let's let's be clear. Calling somebody a sinner when unloving because they don't agree with you over the mask mandate is very dangerous ground. Calling somebody stupid and a sheep is also, if they, they, they want to wear a mask, I think that's also unbiblical. I think both of those are extremes we want to avoid. If someone, if especially, uh, and this, this is why now we have to use reason and logic here, right? We have to analyze the situation. Romans 14 principle, whatever is not a faith is sin. This isn't a case where the, where, where the scientific community, so to say, the medical experts, can tell you that wearing a mask is going to stop COVID-19. And therefore, you say, okay, well, all my thinking, my responsibility to think here is done. No, the biblical model is that we test everything and that, and that we... Right, I mean, Thessalonians says to test everything, test every spirit. Do not just go oh, and assume that everything you hear is going to be right, logical, and of course, biblical. So, here is my issue with it. First and foremost, back in March, we were initially told that masks weren't needed. The medical experts told us masks were not needed. These are the same medical experts that said that when President Trump went to ban travel from China because they had the, the, the coronavirus was, was breaking out there. Donald Trump, President Trump tried to have a, or had a travel ban coming in from, from China. And this was in January of this, this year, 2020. And he was excoriated for it by, by the medical community even. Said that the travel ban, Dr. Fossey said was unnecessary. Well, that's interesting because now states here have had basic travel bans. If you go to New York, if I come from South Carolina, go to New York, I'm, I'm in a quarantine, self-quarantine for 14 days. Uh, so that that is an unscientific position that they had. For them later to take that same position after saying it was a wrong position coming from the outbreak area of China does tend to tell you that they have they have made big errors. The non-mask wearing, they said you don't need to wear masks and they suggested lockdowns and supported lockdowns of, this, of the economy. And it put us into a whole host of unconstitutional and unbiblical issues of quarantining the well with the sick. Now they change their mind and they say, well, not only are masks good, but you must wear them. I just saw another medical professional uh, locally saying, uh, literally swearing on TV saying, wear the mask. And this wasn't something that they were saying Three months ago, if the mask and social distancing are so effective, why why the lockdowns? That is a massive change. And don't forget the lockdowns put a lot of people in lots of trouble. It has a lot of collateral damage, as you'd say. Business business failures, trillions of dollars worth of debt. The trillions, trillions of dollars worth of debt is the massive problem. This isn't a problem that's just going to go away. It's going to have to be paid for. If the masks were that effective, we should have used masks before. Now, the, the medical community says in trying to cover its tracks in this, it says, well, that's because there weren't enough masks. Well, you don't say that they, you don't need to wear them. You could have said, well, wear them if you got them, uh, but we don't have enough. We're going to be producing more and, and go from there. That's what you could have done. You wouldn't lie. Now, that's really what it comes down to. That, that, that's an about face. 
and and that's not science. And and here's the final one, and here's and I think the death knell, the, the dagger to the heart of the of the argument that the medical community is proven that mask wearing works. Here's here, and this is why I disagree. I think it's been they, they've been politicized. This the CDC was just reported the other day. Overwhelmingly, members of the CDC give lots and lots of money to the Democrat Party. They are very politicized in that regard. If you've got that many people in the CDC giving money to political candidates and so forth that are Democrats, that would tend to indicate to you that they're leaning a, a certain way. Uh, now, I'm not trying to say that's an ad hominem and, and say, okay, I discredit them for that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying as, a, as proof that they are political in these cases because people are political. And that the way they look at information will then be politicized. That's what I'm saying. Here is my proof of this. The protests, Black Lives Matter protests, that medical professionals and so-called health experts actually encourage in the middle of this pandemic. They encourage people to go out and protest in the tens of thousands. In the tens of thousands, they took the streets. You can't go to a baseball game you can't, the NBA got shut down, MLB got shut down, everything gets shut down, schools are shut down, but then they came out and said you should go out and protest. Not only can you do it, you should, you, you should do it. That literally is the most fantastical and egregious contradiction I've ever seen in my lifetime from so-called experts. I've never seen anything like it. I, I, if someone can bring that to my attention, I would love to see it. I've never ever in my lifetime nor have I looked in history and seen anybody do such an about face like that across the board. 1,200 medical professionals signed a petition that government officials shouldn't use COVID-19 as a reason to clamp down on protesters. So, you, so COVID-19 was so deadly that you had to shut the economy down. Unprecedented action never happened in American history. Unprecedented so deadly that it required massive, massive overreach of the government, massive intrusion of the government into private life and an industry, and then trillions of dollars worth of, of funny money. I mean, that, there, there wasn't like we had a piggy bank sitting there. We had to break it open to pay unemployment and so forth. No, we printed the money, boys and girls, and that's going to have extraordinarily deleterious impact on us in the future and our kids and grandkids. Massive. Perhaps it could crash the economy down the road. It could cause a massive depression or a, a, a I would even say, a collapse of the, of the U.S. dollar if we keep this type of spending up. There's no way to continue it. But anyway, so they, they say, let's go out there and do that, and, and now you can go protest. But COVID-19 was that deadly. Let me put this in perspective for you. Imagine you have a doctor who is seeing a... a badly a diabetic patient and that the patient has blood sugar at 550 600 so it's awful blood sugar and he says you got to lay off the sweets you got to you got to take your insulin you got to take care of this or you're going to die and uh, okay 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 well then the, the patient comes back in a couple of days later and he says you know what my my girlfriend or my wife is having an affair and i'm really distraught i i just don't know what to do with myself it, this is terrible uh, you know, I'm really hungry. I've got to change my diet. And now this horrible thing has happened to me personally. So the doctor says, you're right. This is terrible. And so he orders him a big box of chocolate munchkins and donut holes for him. Okay, here, you know, it, it's really important that you are comfortable emotionally. So here's some, here's some donut holes. 
Can you imagine that? No doctor would ever do that. No doctor would ever, 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 ever do that. That would be worse than a quack. That would be, he'd be contributing to this, this, this man's death. Well, that's what the medical community did with the riots. And then they turned right around and said, no, you have to wear a mask. Wait a minute. If, if you could encourage the protest, if you can encourage rioting and screaming and, and shouting and, and all of those things that were going on saying that's what you that's what you should be doing because because racism is so bad that it's worse than COVID-19, that you're not dealing with doc, you're not dealing with medicine anymore. You're not dealing with health anymore. You're dealing with politics. And that's exactly what this has become. Hence why I think that any Christian needs to be and I'm, I'm trying to be balanced here. Any Christian needs to be very careful with agreeing with the so-called medical community that there should be actions taken on, on mask wearing. I don't think that the medical community has any credibility left whatsoever for the aforementioned reasons. They've changed their mind on several things. Remember, the World Health Organization came out and said, okay, asymptomatic people spreading it, very rare. They got hammered for that 24 hours later. They, re they repented of that and did an about face. Huh, interesting. We know that many people are being, uh, it just broke over over the weekend in, in I think, Orange County, Florida. A, a medical expert was quizzed about a 20-somethings that died in, from COVID and found out that they actually died in a motorcycle accident. They did. They died in a motorcycle accident. That's, that's crazy. And they, but they had COVID. So they counted it as a COVID you know, a COVID death. So I don't know what to tell you about that one. The medical experts say, well, okay, we'll look more into it. But we're still not sure, even though they died from a, in a motorcycle accident, that COVID didn't contribute to the crash. Oh, my goodness. So there's a lot of politics going on. And I think it's perfectly reasonable for someone to say they don't want to wear a mask because mask wearing is not going to help everybody if you, if you keep six feet away and you wash your hands. And, and then here's the final thing. The initial point of this back in March was, which, which warranted the logic that warranted the lockdowns, which was medical facilities could be overwhelmed and the death rate was extraordinarily high and we had to, we had to nip it in the bud, flatten the curve. Now it's to stop the spread of transmission, period. Which brings me to the, I mean, really, if the dagger to the heart was their flip-flop on, on protest, Again, if the if COVID was is as deadly as it as they say it is, there's no way anyone's ever going to encourage us to go take to the streets and start protesting and mass get tight quarters, screaming and yelling and hollering, tens of thousands of people. That is insane. In my city here, we had medical experts and the mayor out weeks after they were encouraging protests. They were out with the protesters, telling us we all have to wear masks and we all have to social distance and we and and lecturing us like we were a bunch of children. Well, that's called rank hypocrisy, guys. That's rank hypocrisy. They should be run out of town for that kind of hypocrisy. You did one thing one week, and now you're telling me to do another thing. So, it's, you know, grace for me, law for thee. That's horrific. But here's the other case. The changing of the, of the narrative. The goalpost has been moved to the point where now they're saying, you got to stop, there's too many cases. Well, I got to tell you flat out, who cares about the number of cases? You care about the number of deaths. The death rate is well below 1%. You've got a 99, almost 0.75% chance of surviving it if you get it. 
Young people are almost uniformly under 18. There's virtually no mortality risk for, for them uh, for that. Uh, and that's fantastic. That's great news. But they're not reporting it like that. They're reporting it as if this thing's spreading and killing people everywhere. It is not. The numbers just don't hold up for that. They've changed the narrative from we could overwhelm the medical systems and everybody could die to, well, if this keeps going, the medical, the medical facilities could be taxed and you have to stop the transmission. That is, that, is, that is unreasonable. You cannot stop the transmission of something like that. That is unreasonable. You just can't. You cannot keep people locked down indefinitely. You can't keep them living in fear indefinitely. And that wasn't the whole purpose of the thing to start with. So, I know that's a big subject. And we'll wrap it up by saying this. A biblical model for it is that we love our neighbors, we love ourselves. If, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask because of any of, and I just gave you valid reasons not to, a valid reason to do it is because you uh, you, you think it's going to help your yourself or your neighbor. I would certainly understand it if you're at risk or you've got somebody at home who's at risk. Definitely do it. Past that, I think that's your, that's on you. That's your decision. That's my that's my summary of it. Uh, calling people names, whether you want to call them sheep or stupid or ignorant. On one hand, if they want to wear the mask, I don't. that's not biblical, nor is it biblical to say that they're unloving, selfish people for not wearing it. I, I just described to you what I thought were valid reasons to suspect that this is not, let's just say, logical. I'm trying to be charitable with it, okay? But as Christians, we need to, we need to glorify Christ. We will not glorify Christ by, by calling other people names like that. Um, I hope that I hope that makes sense. I hope that's biblical, and I would tell you that if if my government mandates that I wear a mask, well, you know, I'm, you you got to go make that decision. You got to I I think to submit to the governing authorities at that point to be biblical. That you still also need to understand that the the, the Bible does not warrant it or demand it. If you ask somebody, to, if somebody asked me to wear a mask, if they were nervous around me and I couldn't really avoid them, I would wear it. That's the way I would go. I'm not wearing it because for the aforementioned reasons, I don't think the medical community, so to speak, has been consistent. And I think they've been politicized. And I think that's very unfortunate. And and I, I do pray that, that we, you know, we all, well, I pray that the Lord has mercy on us, frankly. This is, this is, a, this is a, a, a strange time for America. But anyway, hopefully this helped. I know this is one of those really strange... <laughs> strange topics where we just come before the Lord and, and, and uh, there's not a set pat answer for it. So I tried to lay out the principles in as biblical a, a fashion that, I, that I'm capable of. And, and hopefully it was edifying and, and you're able to think more clearly and therefore biblically about the subject. Hopefully that's the case. And uh, I'll catch you guys next time.